Is someone else here? It seems like it. <sighs> Breathing. Fourth form. Shifting flow slash. Don't lose your nerve. This demon is a mass murderer. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to dodge that attack. Did I get him? Why isn't he fighting back? Is he not upper rank? I'll take this one! If we can strike them simultaneously! Welcome back, everybody. Episode 151. Yes, 151 of the Lookout Podcast. We are still here at Kame House. Well, actually, you just came back to Kame House. You decided to take an excursion somewhere else completely. I went to the worst city in America. Worst? Worst city in America, easily. This is my okay. least favorite place I've ever traveled to. Talk about Vegas for a quick second. Like, why is it the worst city in America? <laughs> I, it, Vegas just doesn't fit who I am, bro. I'm not. I'm not like. It has no culture. It has no thing. It just has. It's just. It's Vegas. It's just like you're there. I think like you're in Vegas for 48 hours max to go on some crazy binger and then you leave. Um, which essentially is exactly what happened and. It was hot. It was like 106. I was there for 36 hours, and it was 106 the day mm. I was there. No, I was that's just like, not. Yeah, that's not cool. I, I don't know. I dislike Vegas, but I had a good time. Yeah. I got to see my friends. Um, shout out to my boy Chuck. Uh, nah, Any yeah. good food in Vegas? Any good food? I did eat at this spot called Catch, but there's one in New York, so... I don't want to feel like I found like this like underground like oh this little hole in the night. They got a couple locations in different states, but catch was good. I had some. But that's okay. Grilled that's octopus. okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, I could never. What grilled <laughs> octopus? I love grilled octopus so much. I now I, that is then I can I can rant on a bit. I, food in me is just I'm very picky. So yeah. grilled octopus is just very like nah. I, I'm I looking have, at it. it. It probably tastes good. Um, if you were having it, I'd be like, yeah, I'll try it, but I wouldn't order it myself. <laughs> nah, yeah, it was it was good. Had some few different types of sushi rolls there, and um, yeah, that was pretty much it. But no, they, I mean, let me. I had a good time though. Um, yeah, had a good time. Like I said, got to see my friends who. I uh, haven't haven't been able to see in a while, and so anytime I'm able to make a trip to go out and see them and have some fun, caught a couple of summer league games. Um, yeah, no, nah, it was it was a good time though. Man. Did you see uh, Wimbiana at all? You no, know it's crazy. I ran into him like six times. Wow, he's um. I feel that he's taller than what he's listed as, but also I'm short, so he's I'm, seven foot five. So. <laughs> 
if he's if they're like lowballing his height that would be nuts no he is really tall and like he like you know once again i'm five nine and okay. so obviously standing someone next to seven five i'm gonna be like nigga you're not seven five you're like seven seven like you're you easily but no uh no it was like oddly enough the hotel i was staying at a lot of the players and people were staying at too um so me and him just happened to stay in the same hotel and um Yeah, so we, I, I walked past him a couple times. Um, didn't say anything. I don't really be like, oh my gosh. But it's, I'll you don't say have this. to be. Oh my, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. never an oh my god person when it comes to yeah, yeah. It's, I feel I'm like, like yo, what up? That's so weird. Like I don't know. Like I'm just like I got my AirPods in. You got your AirPods in. We still both living in our own little bubble and world. So but I'm just like, thing. but they know they're a celebrity. That's the thing. Like it's it, no, it comes to the territory. Seeing though how other people were reacting to him, like dude got—I mean, dude got star status already. Like I'm talking about, like, like grown men waiting outside of a hotel when he's coming out, like screaming. It's because it's summer. It's it's because it's summer league. Yeah, it's it's because it just—it's sports fans out there. But if it if it was like a regular night just kind of like out i'm pretty sure that wouldn't be the case to that kind of level but since everyone is like centered in on vegas for summer league i'm sure that's gonna happen but like with me and celebrity i'm like if i see a celebrity i'm like yo what up like that's that's kind of like how i treat these kind of things yeah i don't know like i'm cool i'm always like i'm always polite and always cordial like you know if if we like make eye contact i'm like hey what's up like you know what i'm saying or, like you know like hey. I'm, I'm not gonna be like you're big time so I'm gonna try like it's never that it's always just nah. kind of I think that knowing no I'm saying like I think just like also knowing people who be on the in terms of popularity and status and like knowing people like that like I still just see them as humans I'm just like bro you're just a you're a guy who can shoot a basketball really fucking well like that's how I kind of see it in this how I try to treat yeah. it. So in the day, you're you're still a person, though, man. Like, yeah, nah, that's you, how I treat, treat it. I want to I want to treat you like a person, man, and be respectful no. of your space, be respectful of your time. Right, right. No, that's how I treat it too. Like I'm I'm very much so that I think it's a lot of it's the New Yorkness because New York, it's like it's so busy and it's so moving, and people will walk by you, and it's just like you you constantly keep moving. So like I think celebrities like coming out here because they won't get like completely ravaged in the streets. Yeah. It'll be like someone will see them. Yo, what up? And keep it moving. And that's kind of yeah. like how things kind of work um, over here. So I never have that like experience where I'm like, Oh my God. And then there's like 40 million people like, nah. And even if it's that, I'll just usually, if I really want to meet the person, I'll cut everybody. I don't like lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just like pass through, like yo, yo, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, yo, what up? And then I'll leave it as that. But realistically, like you know, people are celebrities. You know, yeah, if I, yeah. if, if I think. Be, right, I, mean, I agree. I agree. I wouldn't go out my way. I, no, you yeah, know, yeah. like the weekend where like everyone is gonna be on his ass. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'll leave him alone. I'll, I, I, yeah. If it's if it's meant to be, I'll catch him another time. I'll say this though, the one cool thing that I actually enjoyed and, and just peeped out while I was there, obviously NBA Summer League is happening. Um, a lot of fans are out there and like a lot of like younger kids were out there, like, you know, teenagers, 
preteens and stuff like that. And it was just really cool because for them, this is like really the only time they will be in like have that type of access and and you know be in the same space as a lot of those guys and i don't know i think it was just really cool to see like so many young fans be there and be like yo i met donovan mitchell today yo i met this guy yo i met that guy yo i met x y and z and this guy and that guy you know i think that's just really cool for especially for like younger fans because when when is any other time during the season they're ever going to be able to you know i mean obviously it was weird like being at the craps table and seeing like a bunch of 13 14 year olds walk around the casino but um no i think it's baby yeah vegas for real um but no i think that uh i think that aspect of it is really cool the fact that like younger fans and like kids are able to kind of have this this moment to access these uh these guys and you know, seeing kids walk around with a thousand autographs on a basketball, I'm just like, that's cool. I'm like, man, he's gonna, that kid's gonna remember that shit forever. Like, he's gonna yeah, nah. I think, it, I think it's cool because they pretty much this is the first year they're doing NBA Con, so it's like, yeah, this is, and it and it's a great idea. I'm not sure, like, I'm pretty sure it'll be expanded as years come on. But yeah, like you said, it's a great idea for access to these people who've always wanted to meet their stars, can't really meet them usually. The only play, the closest you get to them is like you in the stands and they're on the court and you're watching them play. And then after you just kind of like hope for an autograph, but like if they lose or if they're not in a good mood, they're not really going to want to deal with it. Like you're pretty much bothering them at work. So for them to have this where people can, you know, at least like, hey, what's up? You know, big fan. Yeah. Love this moment. Like it's a it's a great thing. These NBA yeah. guys are superstars. They're superheroes to these people. So Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was cool. And like obviously they, they all were very chill and they all were very cool. Like obviously I think they you know, niggas just like us. Yeah, they niggas just like like no, like for real though, they really are. It's and I don't are. know. I think I think that's man, like as somebody who I'm about to let me not go into a super tangent. But like and we can get started on this episode. But I don't know. I think that I think we're all granted gifts in this world and I think that like seeing these guys really use their gifts and use their talents to to do whatever they're you know and, and do it at the highest level but once again like they're people just like us and I think that's just really cool and it's cool when they're grounded like that too when they're just kind of just like man listen like it's um, yes do I make more than 99% of the world and in Americans yeah but like and do I have a certain level of status and, and popularity with people like yeah but end of the day like you know you see them with their friends and you see them like like it's cool like seeing them with their friends like they're just normal everyday guys like us they like to laugh at the same shit they think the same shit's funny they you know like it's cool I think that like I said I think it's cool to see those guys in that light I think that they get sometimes they can get dehumanized um a lot and like to see them in that space and see them like that is is cool well speaking of dehumanized yeah that was a great segue it was a great segue i caught it myself you threw it up i caught it um speaking of dehumanized let's get into the pretty much anime we're talking about this week you know we're doing the summer comment house series if you're not familiar as of yet make sure you go back to the last episode check out our last thing on mob cycle season two with pat um this episode, we're covering something fairly recent, just ended a couple weeks ago, and that is Demon Slayer Kometsu no Yaiba Swordsmith Village Arc. The 
I don't know. I don't know what number arc this is, but we're getting pretty close to the end, actually. We're probably closer to the end than we are the beginning of this series with this arc concluding. Um, actually, we are indefinite closer to the end. That's, yeah. all I've been telling, that's all I've been telling people, essentially, is like, when people ask me, essentially, like, oh, Swordsmith Village arc, how is the arc? I'm like, it's cool. We're close to the end, though. So, like, if you want to... I tell them... I've told them that in, like, thing for the next arc as well because the next arc is pretty much a training arc um like we're close to the end i, I mean <laughs> demon wanna, slayer does but a lot <laughs> i'm no, like yeah. if you want to hang on if you want to just like all right let me wait we're pretty close to the end yeah no i think demon slayer i mean it does what i feel a lot of different uh animes do especially when they get close to the end of they kind of draw back a bit because usually the the end is a a sprint, you know they they really want to close out strong. There's you know obviously when you have a a main villain like you're preparing for this like last battle, you're preparing for these things. So, um, yeah, I I feel it's just one of those moments where I still feel that this arc is really good, but you can definitely tell there was a in comparison to what we've seen already. There was definitely a bit of a, a drawback of just like, all right, let me kind of ease the brakes a bit, uh, or like ease the gas a bit, and because when we get to the end, I'm gonna like rev back up. I see. I see this arc as probably the last time you'll see something like this, um, and, and for sure, this is probably the last time you'll see something like this. Of like, essentially. It kind of like it's not necessarily a mission they go on because trouble comes to them. Like it's not the you know it's yeah. not them going out and looking like oh we got to save this town because at night they're abducting you know teenage girls. It's not that shit. It's like he was chilling out. Trouble came to them. Two of them came to them. Actually, let's start this fucking arc. So it's the Swordsmith Village arc. We're here. Um, very much so anticipated. I think I'm still trying to. I'm going to ask you this question at the end of this, but I just want you. I'm, I want to. I want to put the question on the table right now so you can think about this. I still want to know why this is the most popular anime out right now. Not necessarily like I have any bad qualms about it, but I'm trying to. I'm even after watching this arc. It's not that I'm still trying to find the answer, but I feel like there isn't just one main answer. There isn't just like one thing, but it's a very like, there's a couple of things about why this is so like popular, but realistically, when you compare it to other shows, when you compare Tanjiro to other main characters, when you compare the stakes that are on this show compared to other shows, it doesn't really live up, but somehow this is still one of the better, more well-received, more popular animes of this generation. So I want to hold that question to the end. Okay. All right. Just keep it tucked in your brain. Keep We're going to start off. All right. right, right, right. We're going to start off. I got this section. It's called Muzan is Pissed, which is how we start this arc. <laughs> um, because Muzan, essentially, this is the first time there's been any shift in the upper moon rank. So the upper moon, I mean, I'm not going to explain upper moon. Watch the other shit. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to do the whole backstory thing. Cause this is going to take too long to do all this stuff. Um, Essentially, this is the first change that's ever been in the Upper Moons because of the last arc, the Entertainment District arc, where they kill, I think it's Guyatoro or something along those lines. Um, and that was up rank seven? Six. 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 
So it's the bottom of the upper ranks, but still the upper rank themselves. So it's upper rank six. Um, this is the first time that there's been any shift in the kind of like status of upper moon. So Muzana's like, we're calling an emergency meeting. This is like some work shit. Like keys went missing. Everybody needs yeah, to be. He definitely sent out the all, all company email and was just like, hey, somebody <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Somebody report to the Infinity time. Castle now. Muzan <laughs> wants to see everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the best thing I got about this arc, and I don't want to like the, about this part, is that the Infinity Castle plays a large part in an arc coming up. So kind of just getting to see it a little more fleshed out to me is like, oh, this arc is about to go crazy when it happens in the future. Um but then also, not only just the art comes in play in the future, but you get to see kind of like all the upper moons finally interact with one another, which was an interesting. You see that there's like competition within one of them. They don't necessarily like one another. They're coworkers. They're like, you know, they just, one of them likes to fuck around. One of them don't like to be fucked with. One of them is quiet. One of them is shit. So it's like, it's an interesting dynamic to see kind of like all of them together, kind of like how you would see the Hashira. Um, all gathered together in like the first season of the show. Yeah. Um do you have a favorite upper moon yeah. as we're watching here? As we're here? Um what's his name? The one that punched a hole in Ringo's chest. Akaza, there we go. I love Akaza. Um I feel that he is like not to say he's like the runt of the group, but they treat him like it. Um he's like, yeah, I can see why you like him. I feel like he's the pop off guy. And also, too, I mean, no spoilers in this, but when you read the manga and you see his backstory, you see his connection. I I think his story as a whole is, um, I think his story as a whole is very enjoyable. Um, But I also feel like they're ragging on him because it was like, yo, we thought it was you who died since we heard, nigga, we heard you was running away from me. The boys had you on the run. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know, and it's like in reality too. It's not like um, it. That's not true. <laughs> it was the sun. The sun started coming up, and he ran off. Hey man, he he, he was getting. He ran from something. Damn it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had him on the ropes for him to for them not to him not to just like completely just kill Rengoku and the other kids immediately and really have to put up a fight. I think that's what they were kind of teasing about. Um, yeah, Muzan coming in here and it's like, yo, y'all supposed to be like the 2016 Warriors, but you're more like the 2023 Celtics at this point. Like you guys are not living up to your potential in any way. So Muzan says, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to nip this thing in the bud. And what we're going to do is I'm going to send Upper Moon 5 and Upper Moon 4 on a mission. Because he wants bodies. He wants people dead. He's And he wants yeah. a blue spider lily. He's like, yo, it's been like 100, 300 years that I've been asking you niggas to find this shit. And no one has found it. So um, he sends out Hentengu. Hentengu is, so I've got a little synopsis on him. Uh, Hentengu is the one demon that they essentially at the end of the arc they're chasing to fucking kill. Um, incredibly ugly. Just very, uh, you know, just incredibly ugly. He was a liar. According, all right, so let me go. According to the bio, even as a child, Hentengu was a frequent liar who deflected blame towards him onto anyone else. 
Um, he committed a lot of heinous crimes. He stole numerous people and murdered others in various towns. Um, eventually, he killed like he killed his boss or <laughs> or yeah. no, he killed a man over a lack of sympathy towards him is what they say. Um, and he's, so he's, he's kind of a, he's a real shiesty guy. Yeah, and he tries to, he tries to play victim. Right, but he's finally captured and he's about to be sentenced to death. And then um, while he's in prison and waiting his execution, he was approached by Muzan, who offered to help him after taking pity on the situation. Muzan decided to give him some of his blood, transform him into a demon. Hey, 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 here we are. Um, and then we have Gyoko. Gyoko? 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 Whatever. Um, the water type. Um, he is... <laughs> the water type Pokemon. That's what essentially what I'm calling him. He's the water one. There's always one. Um, he was born at a village at the end of a coastline, village known for fishing when he was young. I'm say I'm saying this story now so you don't have to worry about it when they all die because they give you the story anyway. Um, when he was young, his parents went out on a fishing trip and never returned as they would end up drowning far out from sea. After some time, their mangled corpses washed up and appeared on the village shore. Upon seeing his parents' bodies... Meng, his name, his human name was Menagi, um, developed a grotesque fascination with corpses. Villagers would often see him obsef- obsessing over fish carcasses he found, leading to an entire community to ostracize him and keep their distance fair. Um, eventually, a child found Menagi and teased him for his unusual behavior, leading to Menagi killing the child and stuffing the body in a pot used for fishing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, when the child's parents discovered him dead and Minagi had been responsible, they stabbed him with a fishing spear and left him to die on the spot. And then, of course, you know, any kid who's on the near brink of death who seems to be a weirdo, Muzan pulls up. Yo, heard city, you know, heard the world ain't really feeling you. Yeah, no, nah, you he don't, definitely, he definitely you don't have to, to make the, you don't have to make him feel anything anymore. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So like, yeah, Muzan always pulls up. Hand. Yeah, Muzan always pulls up with the handrail. Like I'm up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, listen, man, I got something for you, and transforms them into a demon of upper rank or something. Yeah. Um. Let's get to the Swordsmith Village part. So Tanjiro wakes up. Also, like going back, just random. They're going back okay. to the upper moons. Um, obviously, when this dropped, there was a a, a weird like love for Upper Moon One, uh, Kokushibo. Like, internet went wild for that one. Mm. I saw some crazy takes about Kokushibo. Like, what he was saying, like. Like best designed villain, um, yeah. I was just like, all right, his his design is cool. How he looks is cool. I'm like, you gotta, yeah, you like everybody else in the show, um, except, <laughs> a, little like, more, except a little was, bit more, you know, like from a different demon. era. Yeah, yeah. He, he just from a different era, but nonetheless, the Swordsmith Village part. So Tanjiro wakes up presumably from the last arc, finally wakes up, um, doesn't have a sword. They say, yo, get your ass over to the swordsmith village. They'll hook you up with a sword. You get, you know, everything that you kind of need. So he's transported to the swordsmith village. He meets, um, which is very hidden and very, as it should, you know, 
we mm-hmm. we don't like to show them where the weapons of mass destruction are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, you know, just the swordsmith people having their own village and kind of like having their own like everyone wears their mask. Everyone is kind of insane. Everyone is real gun ho about fucking forging these you know things and um he meets the love hashira itsuri kanroji uh misuri um she has a backstory that is explored and then the whole my problem is she had a backstory that took up like half of a fucking episode and then also it wasn't even interesting no it wasn't even interesting all i also think you know what, Tokido is a little bit more interesting her, but it definitely wasn't that interesting to be, like, taking up... You realize, I think the, the idea they're trying to push is, like, a lot of these backstories between the demons and the humans aren't really that different. Um, yeah. It's it's always just, like, how can we up the ante on sadness? Like, right. <laughs> how can we, like, how can we make these people more trauma-filled than the next? Right, but the Hishira story is, like, been killed, my family was killed by a demon. And... So now, you know, that is why they're against demons, which is fair. It's the um, it's different sides of the same coin. It's like either the person's almost getting killed and gets turned into a demon or a demon kills the other person and now they hate all demons. It's- absolutely. So then we also meet Genya, who appears in the show for a relevant role from the first time since the first season. Like, shout out to Zeno uh, who voices him, waiting four seasons... <laughs> to appear hey, in the show is like we gotta check for you but you know <laughs> show started 2019 <laughs> you gotta wait till 2023 to get it you know what I'm saying I'm like god damn yeah, um, yeah. They definitely you ain't get to be in none of the movies and get to do none of the panels and get to do nothing you gotta just chill you know what I'm he saying got, he, got, he got that Bobby Bonilla contract <laughs> like we finna just defer the payment out Right, we. I mean, we got you, but like, yeah, you don't play for us no more, really. But you still on payroll if you get what right. I'm saying. Absolutely, and Genya is the younger brother of the Wind Hashira, Sanemi. They have an interesting backstory as well. When they explore Genya's kind of past, and it was like, oh, a demon came in. You know, his mother went out to go work. Um, then she didn't come back. They're like, yo, this is kind of crazy. So Sanemi's like, yo, I'm going to try to go find her. A demon pulls up out of nowhere, kills every kid except Genya. And then Sanemi comes back, tries to save them. He chases the demon. Genya eventually chases the demon as well. to try. Well, he might really go to go find a doctor. Um, but ends up chasing the demon and finds that Sanemi has killed the demon. And then they find out the demon was their mom. So... Their relationship isn't great because Genya's like, yo, you killed our mom. You're kind of wallin'. But Tsunami's like, yo, she was gotta, actually wallin' because yeah. she killed all your... She killed her own children. It's a, you know... It, it, it's giving me, like, the relationship between... What's my name? It's Sasha, a lot of what's his name? Itachi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like bit. one... You, you, you gotta do... One had to do for the greater good of every for the, like the surviving members or the last and it's just like the other person just doesn't really understand like yo i'm not didn't do this because i want to it's just like it was legit out of a necessity right. um there's a lot of like i mean even going to tokido's backstory there's a lot of uh brotherly issues here sibling issues 
it's you know I think that's a, we're I feel like we're finding out why the show's so popular. All the brothers' siblinghood and all the other stuff that people can kind of relate to. It's like oh, they're yeah. brothers, yeah. Um, and you don't have to find out like five arcs later that they're actually brothers or something. You know, they just tell you all for it. Um. Anyway, uh, Tanjiro's in the city. He also bumps into Tokido. Um, who's yeah? His backstory is kind of you know. I forgot what his actual backstory was. Now that I think about it. <laughs> um, essentially, his um, he had a twin brother, mother, father. Dad was a woodworker. Mom was sick. Um, one day, mom was sick, really bad. One night, dad went out in the rain to go grab some herbs. Mom ends up dying. Dad slips and falls off the cliff while trying to grab the herbs. They both die. Um, then it's just him and his twin brother. It's Muchiro and what's his brother's name? It's something Yuchiro. Like, Muchiro yeah. and Yuchiro. Yeah. So um essentially they are fending for themselves, but they they are they have grown very distant with each other because his twin brother is kind of like, yo, I told mom to stop working so much. Like I told dad to like stay and not go out to get them herbs. Like essentially looking out for others is how you end up killing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one night a demon comes, attacks, uh, Tokido blacks out, kills and like mutilates the demon. Um, obviously having no type of breathing technique, uh, he just chops the demon up and like places his body in stakes until the sun comes up and watches it burn. Um, but Sweet. his brother, his brother ends up dying because his brother ends up getting his arm chops off and bleeds out. Um, trying to think, and then Lady, uh, the one that is the like wife or main caretaker for the big boss guy who's dying and blind. Um, mm-hmm. she she essentially was like found them before and was trying to tell them like, yo, y'all come from a like lineage of samurais and like y'all need to you know come do this demon slayer thing and. They're like, man, nah, I'll skip that. I'm not doing it. But she ends up <laughs> coming to save them or save Tokido at the end of it because he was he got injured, obviously, in fighting the demon. So she tended to his wounds. But in within that fight and all these things happen, he loses his memory somehow in, in the midst of all that. No like real head trauma. He just you know, loses his memory. Just anime memory loss, you know. Yeah, just a good old, yeah, good old anime memory loss trope. Um which came then, after it came back though yeah it came back when this, he's in this a, is a whole episode i i was not no offense it's not that his backstory isn't interesting i was just like this doesn't need to be a whole episode no it, it was, didn't it didn't need to be a whole episode he at was all in the water vase for like the whole episode no he was actually freed and then he freed himself and then they did the backstory and it took up the entire episode. And then by the end of the episode, we were still exactly where we were at at the beginning of the episode, which made me infuriated. Yeah, it was. Um... The pacing of this show was like pretty much to stretch it out for the this could I feel like this arc could have been a solid seven, eight episodes and they decided. To I completely agree. I completely agree. This could have definitely been an eight episode arc. Um like you could have easily combined uh to- Tokido's and, and uh the other Hachira's right. backstory but, in one. And they um, could have probably put the next arc in this arc. I mean the next arc is kinda it's not that it's long, long, but it's uh 
not nah, sure. I think the I think the next arc. I mean, it. I, it's a training arc, so it's, it's a training arc. So I'm not sure how people are gonna goes. feel it. To be honest with you, it's you a kind of really gotta be in love with the characters. So you know what I'm saying? That's one yeah, of them I mean, arcs. This is like one of the reasons. No, but like this is one of the times though too, where you end up meeting and kind of getting to know the rest of the shares who have been kind of outside of season right, one. Right. I mean, usually yeah, you haven't really seen them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Okay, well, you know, Tokido, he gets his backstory, and we end up. Um, it's there's a lot this training... of backstory this season. <laughs> so yeah, much backstory. Well, you, know, you gotta, you gotta flush out these characters. But you know, I think we're getting to this early, so we can knock it out. Because once we get to the actual fight, we're just gonna breeze through this shit. But um, they're introduced to this five arm puppet that a lot of people like to train with, and it helps make them stronger. Um. You know, Tokido breaks it. He's very distant. You don't really fuck with. And we also meet, um, what's my name's name? Kotetsu. Um, and he's a little kid who's pretty much going to be a, a swordsmith at some point and blah, 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 blah. Um, but Tanjiro ends up training with the six-armed thing. And he gets his training arc on, you know what I'm saying? But they ex- expedite it because no one really wants to see him. This isn't if this was Naruto, this would have been like six episodes of him fighting. Oh, this, easily, like, six arm, his six arm guy who keeps beating his ass. Been backstory about it, all types of other shit like that, you know. Um, Mad shadow clones, yeah, all, all that stuff. Um, but eventually, Tanjiro at the end of the episode, he breaks the puppet, just like whoa fuck and you find a sword inside the puppet and it's like whoa but the sword is really dinged up and dented and stuff but Tanjiro gives him the blade and someone will restore it to them and then that is actually when the plot actually starts to begin at the end of the episode because the two upper moons have officially made their presence in the village how did they find the swordsmith village is it really? Do they know? Do we know how they find it, or did they just kind of like? Nah, it? it was just a, it was just a leak. It was a leak in the intel. Somebody, mm. somebody wasn't uh paying attention to their footsteps enough. Right, joint mission. Da 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 da. Before da 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 da. So I don't know. Maybe Muzan knows where it was. Um, but I mean, even when he, he called the meeting, though, he said that is a Gyoko. He, he had like an important piece of information that they never really tell. It was just like mm-hmm. he, you know, he has some important information that you know, I'm pretty sure that information was he found the swordsman's village where they make the swords. I would hope so. Um, anyway, let's go. Battle with Hentengu, which is the ugly one. Um apparently this ugly demon has a lot of feelings as well. Um this battle, I put this battle remind me of annoying battle in a video game. Less about beating everyone and more about trying to find a way to kill this exact one thing. Um, and Tengu reveals himself during a meeting with Tanjiro and Tokido. And the battle begins. They slice off his head. And as they slice off his head, he gets split into multiple demons that represent different various emotions. Anger, pleasure, joy, and sorrow. But the only way they can kill him is if they kill the original tiny Hintengu. So killing all these other clones who are beating their ass is not going to do anything. Um, And it becomes quite annoying through this entire thing. Tokido gets blasted away into a forest where he meets... um, Gyoko. Yeah, he meets... No, no, he meets... Yeah, he meets um, Kotetsu. 
yeah. who's getting attacked by a giant fucking fish. And we'll return to that later. Um, because I want to focus on the Entangu part. So the Entangu part, they're having this battle. I mean, it's tough. I don't think it's any tougher than any of the other battles they've had before, to be honest with you. It seems more annoying <laughs> than anything. Um, yeah. But I didn't buy Hintengu as like this like threat threat. Like I felt like I felt like most other demons that have come this far have been like the Tamari one. Like the Tamari one who had those volleyballs, you know the Tamari one, and then the guy yeah, who yeah, yeah. had arrows and shit who could like point it in different directions and kill people and blah blah blah. I feel like those were a threat. Like this guy it's an interesting power to split into four and they're all are mean and kind of gang. And then, um, all got crazy different powers too, like supersonic booms and lightning and right. Right. Man, half bird. What's the other one? Oh, fuck. What's the other one? I'm missing a, I'm missing a power. It doesn't, it ends up not mattering. Yeah. Cause they all combine and make one annoying thing. Um, Nezuko joins the battle. I feel like I just quoted Dragon Ball Z, Fighter Z. Um, Nezuko joins the <laughs> battle along with Genya with the blammer. Yeah. The first time we see a a gun a in blammer, the series. I know. And then and obviously since it's not Genya a thing, this is no... like crazy technology at this point in the like Yeah, I mean he got a double barrel. That's kind of crazy. But he also had to like load the gunpowder. Like it was it was a time consuming. I mean, it's a this is the time. Listen, if you had a I'm assuming if you had a gun in this era, you were doing big things. Oh yeah. No, no one has a gun like, in the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one has had a gun in the show. And the reason um, why he has a gun is because he has no breathing technique. And so they were just like, hey, listen, since you can't do a breathing technique, we'll just make you a gun out of using the same metals that the swords are made out of, so then you can still like blast their head off. He has a sword still, though. I don't know. Yeah, he still has a sword, though. <laughs> Which oh no, man, he's a funny character. Um, so he also is a demon. Uh, by devouring demon flesh, Genya gains demonic characteristics such as fangs, dark eyeballs, unique yellow tips in his hair. Um, sometimes, presumably, because of how it's con concentrated demon blood is again he can gain, can gain attributes related to the demons he devours like when he gained blah 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 and a lot of stuff that are uh spoilers um so he gets like he's he's demon adjacent you know what i'm saying he looks yeah. cool in his second form little demon form um very very cool uh, so they joined the battle. Go ahead. I feel they just had to give him some type of different power. They're like, all right, mm -hmm. enough breathing techniques. And just yeah. like let someone eat the demons. Right. I mean, I guess the gun wasn't enough. Um. Yeah, the gun was definitely not enough. So Nezuko enhances Tanjiro's sword, makes it like this flaming sword. I mean, at this point, he they haven't finished the actual sword yet, so he's got this like dummy sword that he's got to use at this time. But Nezuko enhances it because she puts her dub blood demon art which is fire which is you know it's always a cool thing they're both fire demon they both have fire attributes with their history and all this other stuff like that um anyway fire sword he sees the memories of the previous holder and has this whole like backstory it's like whoa i see the memories of 
it's all coming together now. Like this guy did da 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 who did this, and you learn all the fire dancing techniques and stuff of stuff of stuff. Um, I'm trying to not spoil what happens in the future, which is why I say all that stuff. But he sees the memory of the previous holder, and the demons kind of get shook because they're reacting to also this kind of experience because they have Muzan's blood and Muzan is afraid of the previous holder, the pre the, the, the kind of like flame dance yeah. guy. Hashira. The originator, the originator. Yeah, of the, this the OG. Shit. yeah, there we go. Yes. Um, so they're a little shook as well. Um, what other notes I have here? Tandro discovers they have to kill the little guy. He uses his assumption because they have not been able, they've been getting their ass kicked for 25 minutes and says, you know what? We probably need to kill the original one. That little, that little fuck. Um, I have Genya's fake ass Sasuke story in my notes. Um, and then all the emotions merge together to form one angry as hell warrior. I also put in my notes. Let's go back over to Tokido. So Tokido has been blasted away. He's like, I got to get back to the village. So he's running. He sees Kotetsu being attacked by a giant fucking fish. And he says, nah, do I want to save this kid? Nah, I don't know. I'm, I've, I got to go back to this thing. I got to save the swordsmith village. That's more important. And then he hears Tanjiro in his head. who's like, be a good guy. Do great things. Be a great person. <laughs> And give, him a Gary like, v. give him a Gary V speech. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, you know what? Let me be a great person this time. He's a kid. Let me kill this giant fish. But little know that giant fish leads to the upper moon four, Gyoko, water type. And he's given Tokido hell because he is jumping from vase to vase. He can't really get a hand on him. Doesn't really look like he has a fucking neck anyway. So <laughs> it's it's a it's an interesting kind of thing. Um, but anyway, he traps he traps Tokido in his water prison pot. It is a giant pot made out of water where Tokido will presumably drown in. And I think at one point he accepts that he's going to drown. He's like, you know what? I had a good a lot, life. A lot, of, a lot of Naruto references in this. Amen. This uh, arc. Um. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but he presumes he's going to die. And then, of course, at this time, as you, you know, we're approaching death, he uncovers all of his memories. I remember who I was. I remember why I'm here. I remember everything of the sort. And he, you know, he frees himself, but also levels up because he gains the mark. And this mark, I believe it's the first time we see this mark that it isn't Tanjiro. So yeah. the I'm trying to find out what the let me see. What's the mark actually called? Mark. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Is, this Is there an actual name for it? I'm trying to figure it out because I don't want to spoil it too. I mean everyone the, the marks are, the mark appears twice. Yeah, so I don't think we're spoiling it. Um, yeah. Even slayer oh. marks. Meaning explained. Okay. Um, the marks, demon slayer marks, grants the users increased power 
as well as the ability to slow the regeneration of demons. So, you know, it's a it's a power up. It's, it's a, a power up. It's a I don't want to say it's service. like Super Saiyan. It's not. It's but a, it's a you, fan service. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like what does um what does Naruto have? He gets that uh power of the nine tails. Sage right? mode. Oh yeah. Sage mode. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's like sage mode. It's kinda like that. It's kinda like it. Um anyway, Tokido gets it and he's kicking many of an ass at this point. Um because he see Kotetsu get stabbed and he frees himself from the vase and you know. Anyway, um Kotetsu's a real child soldier. He was doing a I, he truly is. And then Kyoko, he awakens his like very Azalea Banks, Chloe Bailey, Merman, Mermaid form. And Yeah, they definitely hit the this is my final form. Yeah. And yeah. he frees himself from the pot, which ends up being a big mistake because then he gets his neck cut off, you know, his his head cut off. And he's killed. To be honest with you, again, I feel like these I don't know if it's because they spread it between two demons, <laughs> but I feel like none of this was very impressive to me. Like th- I didn't feel any more of a threat than any other thing. I actually felt like the last arc, those are oh, easily, demons. easily. I was thinking the same thing too, while watching this. Like, I really feel like for these to be two upper moon demons, they got handled pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, I think like, Tangerino and them had a kind of a bigger problem, but Muchiro was like, oh, I'm drowning for a little bit. But he was like, as soon as I get out this cage, I'm going to whoop your ass. And like that's right. legit what happened. It's like, as soon as he got out the cage, he whooped his ass. Because um, the, the, amazing- the Upper Moon Demon, like, he poisoned everybody. The last work, he poisoned everybody. He, he damn near killed everybody. Yeah. Tanjiro had broken fingers. Um, all this, they had to use like sneaky ass tricks to end up beating him and all this other shit like that. And like this one, it was just like, yeah, he lost an arm. Like, that, I feel it was so much more gruesome. And so they had to cut more, both like, of their heads off at the same exact yeah. fucking time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wasn't really impressed to be honest with you. With kind like of like, that, like this arc, I mean, there was just a lot of, I feel like this is like the most fan servicey arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, just because you even look at like now, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping around now at this point. No, go ahead, be jumping, um, be jumping, be almost at the end. So yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like you know, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kenroji, like when she appears, like obviously sure. she's a share, she's really strong at this time. Yeah. They're fighting, uh. She appears uh, in the battle and gets some good moments and stuff. Yeah, she, she gets, gets some good moments. Wooden, and they're fighting. Him. They're fighting Hantengu's, like, all his emotions together. Yeah, final, like, his final form. Kind of. Um, Yeah, kind of. uh, So, since she's fighting him, she's holding off this dragon. Like, Tanjiro randomly can figure out how to do thunder breathing at one point. Like, it's just a lot of kind of, like, highlight real shit, which was cool and visually looked really cool. But story-wise, I was kind of just like, "This, this isn't really doing it for me. Yeah, a, a week to week. Essentially, this gave you, like, a, like you said, fan service. Like, you want to see these fights. You want to see how it gets down. But none of it really, um, kind of pushed it to a new level in terms of what uh, 
in terms of what we actually saw. But yeah, the love of Shira enters the battle again. Gets half a whole episode about like this backstory, which no one is really that interested. In. No offense to people so who stand the love bad. of Shira. No, yeah, I, it just I think wasn't that great. It was not. It's like no, she's yeah, really strong it, and likes to eat a lot and kind of got some you no. Know, Boorish attributes, which whatever, who cares? Like, listen, bro, yeah. kids don't like they muscle. Like, some people don't like the muscle mommies. That's on them. But she, you know, she had a she has a thing for Takito. I think, right? Is that, is that no Igor Igoro, the one that gives her the oh, socks, okay. the one with the snake in the eye. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So do do do. Um. Anyway. Everyone is trying to decapitate Hentengu. They're chasing him through the woods, trying to like get at him. They got Nezuko chasing him. They got Genya chasing him, and then Genya's throwing trees. Him. When's the last time you chased something or someone? Probably when's the last time I chased somebody? Like really try to run down on somebody, or like yeah. just chased after well, them, like tag. I guess chased after them. But I don't want to. I don't know yeah, I'm not incriminating myself, but yeah, that's what uh, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When's the last time I just like really ran or like ran around like after somebody? It couldn't wow. have been that long. I'm I'm like I got little cousins and kids around all the time, so okay. Usually, like little little people are fast though. Not like saying little people like little people like little people like toddlers and kids right. like they're, they're just shifty they're like they're just like real shifty and slimy yeah yeah no you're right and we're old and slow and all this other yeah stuff. Like, i'm like yeah. i can get you on a like if it comes down to a straight line run i got you i'm gonna hawk you down like right. when you're starting to dart and dash and make these little quick cuts i can it, it might take me a little while longer some shit yeah nah. yeah um, but yeah, no, like you said, Tanjiro uses Zenitsu's thunderclap technique. Just like he told me about it, and he was just like, "Hey, here's how you do it. It's in your knees," and he just uses it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like when like, like you go fair. to the <laughs> like when you go to the gym and the guy like explains how to deadlift to you one time. It's like you got it yeah. perfectly. But I'm like, that's not fair. I mean, I'm not gonna say if you haven't seen people in other shows use other people other characters' techniques. But I feel like this show specifically hinges on the originality of these characters that also depends on their techniques. Like, Mr. Hishira isn't doing anything that the uh, that the love Hishira is doing. Like, they're not borrowing techniques. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we, we don't do that. We don't do that. But apparently... Nah, Tanjiro, yeah. Tanjiro is just, like, picking up breathing techniques, like, left and right. Yeah, he, he didn't use no um. He didn't use any of Anosuke's techniques, not yet. Anyway, um. But anyway, the demon grabs Tanjiro as he's trying to like cut off his neck. He grabs him because he, he is now the little guy. He's not transformed into a giant thing because he's at peak anger mode and he's trying to thing. Nezuko and Genya try to free him from his clutches, and everyone falls off of a cliff. Um. Into Tundra a tr- bright field. Yeah. Um, Tanjiro knows they have to go after him because Hentengu is now chasing a couple of swordsmiths because he's like, yo, if I eat them, I can regain my strength so I can really like bang on them or really get out of here. One of them. 
um, as they come from the Gyoko fight, like if you have time to like, you know, transport yourself from one fight to another, the fight couldn't have been that <laughs> intense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he shows up, he beats him in episode eight, shows up at, at, you know, in episode 10 or something along those lines and throws a blade. He's like, we're finished, but it's not really finished because the swordsmith is like, how crazy was it that the swordsmith, despite the threat of the upper moon demon was still like crafting that blade. He's like, you're not going to, you're not going to like thing me from this blade. And it was like his I roots. Was, Kuta Kente moment. It's like, what's yeah. your name, boy? Kuta Kente. He, yeah, he like, was in the mountains training for this moment and was not going to. Yeah, he's like getting creating. whipped and yeah, he's getting whipped and he's just like, nah, I'm gonna sit here and hone this blade right here. Right, but the sun is coming up, which is presents a problem because Nezuko is out here. So the sun is coming up, and he sees Hentangu chasing after these things, and he can't let him get them. He can't let them kill him, and he can't let them like escape because this is the whole. What are we doing here if they escape? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so he's forced to make this decision. And in the anime, I would say this. This is where the adaptation of the show takes it to another level. Because I think it's way more impactful in the anime than it is in the manga. Um, because Tanjiro's having this like panic attack. And it's very interesting to actually like animate a whole panic attack going on. Um because he's breathing hard. He can't like, he, he's really like, he can't make a decision. And Nezuko's frying up. She's looking like, you know, when they bring the fajitas out and shit. Yeah. She's, she's sizzling. Hot sizzling <laughs> plate. Bubbling. She's hot sizzling. Yeah. Um, but it's not him who makes the decision to go after the demon. It's Nezuko who makes it for him. She does a little judo flip, sends him into the air. He realizes what's going on. He's like, you know what? I gotta do what I gotta do. And he runs up on the demon using all his flame hashiriness and slices off their head. After I mean, this is like the fourth head slice we've seen in this arc, so it's not really Yeah, the uh, head slice, uh I feel like they, they wasted some head slice moments. I mean, especially with the flame thing as well. I mean yeah. he he's using the flame. He has not there is there has yet to be he might have done it one time in this arc. There's yet to be a water breathing technique. He's all he's all flamed yeah, up. Yeah, no, nah, he's all yeah. I don't I don't he's pretty much given up on water. He's like mm-hmm. He's like, Y'all got a mist guy, you already got a water guy. There's I feel there's like no you reason. already got a water guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what he's saying. Even though those water techniques in season one I thought were fire, but yeah, he's he is a uh, he is running he up pulled, on. Yeah, say has he pulled uh, water techniques out since season one? He has, he has, he has. I think he used some of the last arc, but essentially, like this arc is very because of the whole connection and like recovering a couple of the things he's using it. But I feel like he also uses it once during this arc. I could be wrong. I could be. Um, God, anyway. I can't remember him ever using it. I mean, it's about to become a problem in the next arc. So, uh, he, because Genya is definitely going to be like, "Yo, you haven't even used my water shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, bro, what did I? Sac- yeah, like, what did I sacrifice myself for? Yeah, get you on. Don't even use water anymore, traitor. Um, either way, that's a little spoilers. I had to give up one, but eventually. 
you know, he's strucken by grief because he feels like he sacrificed Nezuko. And the whole point of this entire thing was whole point of his journey is to save Nezuko, but all his point of responsibility is demon slayers to make sure to rid the world of demons um, and get information on Luzon. So he's put in this place where he has to choose this rock and a hard place. It's very, you know, traumatic decision. It's giving me attack on Titan. We got to choose between Erwin and Armin. Um, and that kind of decision and like what they're actually going to do, unlike Attack on Titan, he gets both. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of it like choosing one and suffering the consequences of not having the other, he gets everything that he wants because in probably the I would say this is the most pivotal moment in the show since since they first met Muzan. And that's in season one. So, I feel I'll that sit. this whole arc was just a setup for that. But I think also, how long were they fighting for? If they're fighting until sunrise, can you imagine fighting someone for like eight hours? I don't think unless they were like legit, yeah. Unless they're fighting, like even then, like imagine like getting woken up at like four in the morning to fight somebody. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, woken up to your entire village being demolished by shit. So might as well, but. Um, now I think this is the most pivotal moment in the series since then, and that happened in season one. And so it's interesting that for a long time watching this series, I think while we've been amazed by the, 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 the action sequences and the animation and all the things that UFO table has provided to the series, um, a lot hasn't contributed to the main arc of this series, which is killing Luzon. Um, we've seen them have battles against upper moons. We've seen them have battles against lower moons. We've seen all these great things. Like, the entertainment district arc is fantastic. Um, the other arc before that, also very good. But, like, where does this... I think the development of the characters has been established... But, like, what does this mean to the main plot of the show has always been the question. So this part is so significant in the series, and it's really why I was looking forward to this arc, because the end is magic. And to see what they did with this, it, I mean, it's really a Disney fucking movie at the end of this fucking arc. Um, because they got music when they reveal that Nezuko can now walk in the sun. And she can talk. And it's just something that they've never seen before from a demon. And she's one of one at this point. And it's a great moment. I think it's it's the most wholesome moment that we have, but it's also like the most like game-changing flip on its kind of neck, like yo. So she can walk in the sun. So Luzon? Like what happens from here? Um let's get to Muzan. Cause Muzan real is nigga. tweaking. He's tweaking. <laughs> I real nigga right here. Is he? Is he? About get, he, was about to, he was about to get fed his uh his morning tea or he afternoon tea. Shit. He probably never ate that shit. <laughs> He's like his afternoon tea on, and next thing you know, it was just like, oh, I feel something in my bones, like in my DNA. 
he was like, wooey. Was like, finally, my answers, my prayers. He, I'd be so happy you behead a person. Like, he was he that ecstatic. Blue spider lily and shit. I don't even think of <laughs> it. He was on a mission. He was like, man, I'm trying to defeat the sun. That's such a wild goal. And that's so hilarious. Like, I'm trying to defeat the sun. The sun's my own immortal enemy. And right. finally, the 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 answer god has answered my dreams and my prayers took off that woman's head took off the other woman's head he was like nah it's time to put on the the michael jackson suit and let's get on out of here it's funny you say this i kind of feel like there was a michael jackson reference in his backstory kind of um it's very in the mirror no I feel like he's very ill. All right, so they introduce... This is, to me, was the wildest thing because I didn't think they would actually introduce it. And his actual backstory is supposed to come much later in the show. So I feel like this was a treat that we got this at the end of this episode, but it makes complete sense with the adaptation of the show. Because at this And point, also, how it. many backstories we fucking already got in this season. So right. it's like, well, and, what's what's one more? So anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't think we ever get a mention of the Blue Spider Lily or anything of that. Um, thing, but we get the history behind it. So we get Muzan's pretty much like there's a lot of anime exclusive shit in it, but we learn about his backstory about how he was initially incredibly sick, and he went to this one doctor who was planning to help him using this like very unorthodox technique, which was using the blue spider lily. Um, he finds that it made him more sick. Um, so he kills the doctor, the one guy who had the answers to anything, but it also made him into a demon, which is very interesting. Um, he gets all his demon powers. He gets all, I don't know if you can hear his writing. It, he gets all his demon powers. He gets all his things. And, um, he becomes a pretty much a full-fledged demon. And but the one thing that he cannot, you know, overcome, like you said, is the sun. Um he uh yeah, he can't he pretty much can't uh overcome the sun, and that's really why he was looking for the blue spider lily. So hopefully that holds the key to things of how he can overcome the sun. Um now that Nezuko can overcome the sun. He's like, oh shit, I don't need this fucking flower anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't I need none eat, of this shit. I can just eat Nezuko. Um It's like easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. I'll tell you, he was happy. He was ecstatic. He was like, my life just got so much easier. Oh yeah. He's like, what? Okay. This is this is, this is great uh turn of events here. Worked out in my favor. So he puts on his hat and he leaves the room. And we don't see him again until when everything begins. Um, Tamiyo, Lady Tamiyo. I love, I love how his like sickness was him turning into a demon. <laughs> like that's his sickness. Yeah, but you know you what? Know, turning, is... you know, turning into a demon. He's just like this doctor is keeping keeping the demon at bay, but it's also making me sick because he wants to be on demon time. I feel like the doctor in him. I feel like it was a low key Michael Jackson reference in that of like you know the doctor that killed Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, trying to give him things to improve his health. Man, um, my, that Michael been... Jackson pill list is ridiculous. You ever seen it? Yeah. I've yes. Yes. 
Um, trying to give him things to improve his health while he's sick. Practically almost ends up killing Luzon. The only difference is Michael Jackson dies and Luzon. I mean, he's alive, but is he really? Who? Luzon. I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, as a demon, yeah. I mean, he's got unflowing life. He can't be killed. He is very much so, um, for the time being, it seems like he's, uh, what do you call it, immortal? Since he's, like, lived for the yeah, at least thousand a thousand years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just can't he, go outside. He can't yeah, enjoy he a just, day at the beach. You just can. Um, Tommyo writes a letter and is like, "Oh my God, thank you for killing all of those demons. You have really improved our scientific hypothesis here that we can use. And thank you for all the blood from various demons. We can finally come up with something where hopefully we can restore demons back into humans." And they talk about how that dude from season one who got turned into a demon is now a human again. Or at least can live human, but but with only like a little bit of blood. Like he still needs yeah, time yeah, time. needs some needs some just sprinkled on the top like parsley. Yeah, but other than that, he can he can kind of live. Um, and the ending is pretty good. I mean, the ending is Tanjiro. He leaves the city. He's a hero. He gets cheered by all the swordsmiths and stuff. It's very Disney, but it's you know it's something that's not in the manga. But it's a they they do a good job with this ad- adaptation of the show. So again, I want to ask, why is this show so fucking popular and so amazing? Um, it really is the simplicity of it. It's such a it's like a it's an easy gateway drug into anime. Um, there's not too much you have to overthink about it. The um the story is easy to digest the like the the animation is always next level and it's always um like mind-blowing um it's easy to fall in love like the characters like there's really hard to dislike a character shoot they even sometimes they even try to make it hard to dislike demons like which is wild um it's just, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things where if you're just looking for something, I mean, it's, it's action-packed. Um, but, like, I just feel like if you're looking for something um, to get into anime or something like that, I, I feel that Demon Slayer is such a, a perfect way to get into it. And I think that's just kind of, um, I don't know. I feel that is what kind of draws to it, uh, like, popularity of just being able to be like, oh, man, like, I can... I can watch this show easily. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you hit it right on the head with the simplicity of it. I think it's just very easy to follow. Like, even, like, to where, as we see anime kind of evolving and the concepts kind of, like, really transforming and kind of being taken to another level, this keeps it incredibly simple. Even to the point where the show is enjoyed, but maybe, like, essentially it's 2023 when this is airing, show started in 2019 we haven't had anything truly significant to the plot in like four years but people still enjoy it because it's a story about a brother and sister it's a story about you trying to slay demons and all these other stuff like that the main character is very you know he doesn't get any i like tanjiro in a sense i mean i think he's compared to most main characters he's not as dynamic as others but he's a very hard worker and you don't really see you see his progress through the show, not through like crazy power ups, 
but it's legitimately by like hard work and like him training his ass off to try to get to this point. So there's something admirable about that as well. Um, it's interesting. I think the the demons, the 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 villains haven't been played up as much in this show as it could have been. Um, again, a lot of them are just like stop points. Hey, here's an upper moon or a lower moon. We got to kill them. But they never really contribute. And we learn about their bad character. But what does it mean to the giant plot of the show? Like, what does it truly mean? Um, but again, like you said, the simplicity is kind of like what draws people in. Demon Slayer is very easy. You don't even have to watch it to like kind of like what's going on. You can keep it running in the background. Yeah, It's not going to trip you out. There's not going to be many plot twists. There's not going to be anything. And maybe that's what we subconsciously need, subconsciously like. Maybe that's what the masses subconsciously like. Um, because I feel like now, like in terms of his counterparts and other shonen, like it's always like some type of like you said, like we didn't wait three, four seasons to figure out that like, Genya had a brother or like the backstory. Like they 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 give it to you like on a plate, easy to digest. They're just like here, just take it. Like here, there you go. There's a story. There's what you need to know, and like keep it pushing. And I I think that now in a era of shonen where twists and turns and all these like things popping up and like like long game is a real thing something that's like nah we're not playing the long game like we were trying to get you in get you out it it probably feels refreshing so with that said that marks the end of us covering demon slayer the swordsmith village arc um let's see what else we have next oh Interesting. Next on the slate. Oh, boy. So the next time you listen to us, we will be talking about Naruto Shippuden's Pain Assault arc. I really I, wish I was I, I really wish I was live tweeting my watch. It would have been great. <laughs> I have not seen this the second time. I saw this all the first time and I was like, oh, I get why people like this show. Um, yeah. This is kind of like it's a very pivotal moment in the series and with a very, I guess, very notable set of villains or villain in the show. Um, I got to revisit this. I'm I'm intrigued to revisit it. You've been revisiting it for the entire summer after this point. <laughs> so, I didn't know. I legit was like, all right, listen, I gotta, I gotta refresh my memory on everything. I was just like, I, I originally I was just gonna watch the arc and keep it pushing, but I was like, no, I need to like refresh my memory on everything because a lot of things. Well, I'm gonna lean on you because I will not be refreshing my memory on everything. Oh uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I, I feel you. Um, but I think that I in within that I, I definitely got and in, put into a chokehold with Shippuden. Okay. Okay. Um, we haven't talked. So we're going to be reviewing that next time. So in two weeks from now, uh, whenever this episode comes out in two weeks, we'll be doing Naruto Shippuden Pain Assault arc. So make sure you stay tuned and make sure you binge that stuff. Um, quick thoughts. As we're talking about this, the first episode of Jujutsu Kaisen season two came out. Your quick thoughts if you've seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. All right. You 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 tell me it was calm. I was just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nothing starts yet. Um. (laughs) You told me I was like, all right, cool. I'll I'll watch it when I can get to it. I'll watch it sometime this week. Yeah. It's a JJK back though, baby. It's weird schedule. It's great. 
it looks great. Yeah, the schedule came out and it's very, very weird. Essentially, they're doing the first five episodes, which will be the Gojo Pass arc. Then they're gonna take like three week break, and then they're gonna start the Shibuya incident. Um, I'm not well, gonna doubt them the how they movie. They're showing they're recapping the first season. They're showing the movie, and then they're going to do another recap another week. Um, that's so weird. I don't expect none of that on Crunchyroll. So this that's all like Fuji TV shit. Um, okay. So yeah, we're gonna gonna be an interesting summer so make sure you guys stay tuned stay ready stay blessed we're here at kame house it is pouring on my side of the island no sirens um, this episode no sirens not yet no may, or maybe i muted them who knows um but until then uh we'll see you guys next time on the lookout take care